Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Ham Radio Guy podcast. I'm Marvin Turner, W0MET, bringing you all things live, news and information, all things amateur radio right here. Again, we're coming to you live from the Huntsville Ham Fest. We're here at the Wolf River Coil booth with Terry in 9 aot And uh, good morning, Terry. Oh, good morning there. Good morning. Um, so, uh, Wolf River Coil, uh, you guys have been putting out in tennis for quite a while. Uh, kind of what started that and... Um, how long have you been doing it? Well, we've been we actually incorporated in 2012. So about two years before that, we were making them just you know a little bit. Of, I mean, everything gets built inside my garage, so all of us is not factory made and stuff. We do it ourselves, handmade completely. Um, and that's still today. It's still today. The only difference is now is in, in the past I used to use a router to groove the coil and everything else like that. We do have a CMC machine now, and we do that in our, in our shop and everything else. And we have a button winder that does our winding of the wire and stuff. So it has automated somewhat, but you know, that's about it. Gary and I touch every one of these coils, and we test every one of them before we ship them. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, you guys have a, a large array of a variety of, of, of um, different coils that you can sell. Um, I mean, there's some other products similar to yours out there. Any advantage over what you do or, or anything specific uh, about your uh, antenna system? Well, when we decided to do this, we're both retired, so it's not something we need to have a, an income for or something. We just decided we liked uh, operating. I actually operated mostly mobile my whole amateur radio career. Even though I have a shack in the, in the garage, I operate a lot of mobile. And I did a lot of county hunting and stuff like that. So this kind of developed from that. I had so many different mobile antennas that I use, and it just developed that way. Uh, but since Gary and I decided, well, you know what, we're going to try to build some of these and start selling them outright, we decided we didn't need to make a living out of it, just cover our costs, get a chance to go to these ham fests and things. So we keep our prices down at a pretty reasonable level. People can afford them. It's, it's a KISS simple idea. We, you know, there's very little mechanics that can go wrong with it. So, and, of course, if people want to modify, we let them modify as well, too. So it's a very simple, effective antenna. Yeah, I personally own the, again, the, the uh, Wolf River Coil 1000, and I also own the Sporty 40. Uh, very durable, I, and it's, it's so nice because I literally put it in a tripod bag, and I can carry all my stakes for the for the tripod portion, plus the Wolf River Coil, all my radios and everything, all in one bag, which is so convenient. It's really nice in quick deployments. Uh, use it in parks on the air quite a bit, and uh, that seems to be uh, where a lot of people do use those. That's right. And actually, that happened back in 2017. They wrote a nice article about our product in QST, and once they did, that kind of helped boom our business quite a bit. But initially, we started working mobile mobile operation, and then parks kind of took over, and probably about 75% of our business now is parks. So we still do sell for people that want mobile operation, but I would say the majority of it is parks now. Uh, again, I've used it from a portable operation for using it parks in the air. What parts specifically do people use for that mobile operation uh, and, and which like which specific antenna do they use around that? Well, it depends. If they just want to do like 10 through 40, most of them will use the mini. And, of course, they can still use the mini coil on their park side activation as well. The only difference is, is especially running mobile, you got to have a, a solid stainless steel rip. So the nice part about a mini is you can do 10 through 40 meters with about a 60-inch or larger whip. So we sell a, we do sell a 102-inch uh, CB whip. We don't sell them online because of shipping reasons, but we do sell them when we do shows. But, again, I've used one as small as 48 inches and still worked. It wasn't as effective, but it still get me on the air when I had a little minivan that I had it on. So so do you guys sell the, call it a, a flexible uh, kind of a mini whip uh, here, or is that you have to go through like a diamond or a comet type antenna for that? 
Yeah, mostly we just kind of recommend they go to Diamond or, or some of the other vendors and stuff. Or, or even like, uh, was it like HF Whips uh, or, or, or some That's of the, okay, some of those gotcha. Yeah. Uh, like the uh, Shark the shark Whips and some, some along those lines. Okay. Uh, and then what is a, a uh, you said it was the, the small uh, mini coil. Uh, what does that roughly run? Okay, the mini coil is $55, and that, like I said, does 10 through uh, 40. And then, of course, we have our uh, Silver Bullet 1000, which does 10 through 80. And it's about uh, eight to 15 inches long and stuff, so it's a little bit beefy. But again, it could be on a mount. I use one on a Comet mount. I use a Comet mount on mine. Uh, and then, of course, we also have what we call our Platinum coil, which is those that want to run higher power. So, uh, and which, which is about the same size as our 1000. So putting a mini whip on there, I'm sorry, a mini coil on there with uh, like either a shark whip or one of the uh, like MFJ HF whips, uh, they just have to switch out if they want 10 meters or they want 40 meters, they just have to switch out that whip for each band? No, basically all they do is they would adjust the coil and it's pull a collar up and down on the coil because it's like a poor man screwdriver type setup. Okay, so they can still, so they still got the collar on there to be able to adjust, so that's pretty easy to that's do. Correct. And does that stay pretty good through a mobile operation? It doesn't adjust or move too much during the wind going down the road at 70 miles an hour? No, it does. As a matter of fact, one time heading out to Dayton, we actually whacked the bird with the thing. It never even changed the SWR at all, but the bird didn't like it. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. So it does hold up really well then weather-wise uh, as well, being outdoors uh, you know, 24-7 if you're parking outside or going through weather of some sort then. That's correct. And, and as the other features, we make all of our stuff with stainless steel, all the hardware stainless steel, the wire stainless steel. Uh, the only part that is is a little pigtail that comes from the base of the coil to the collar, which has got a copper wire and stuff. But beyond that, everything else is stainless steel, so there's very little corrosion of anything. Wipe it off, it's all set to go. That uh, sounds about as simple as you can get. So, uh, you know, put yourself a whip on there and uh, a $55 coil. And, I mean, for, you know, probably less than 100 bucks, you can have a, a HF mobile set up pretty easy then. That's correct. And you're right. For the price of about two or three hamsticks, and I'm not trying to knock hamsticks, but you've got yourself to, you know, 10 through 40. So if you want to work 12 meters or 17 meters or whatever, you got it all there. Uh, I don't know if you can get any simpler or cheaper than that. Uh, yeah, hamsticks was the other one I'm thinking of. Uh, but, uh, well, that's very cool. Uh, anything else about your products? Uh, I mean, you can have a lot of different various setups. You've, over here to the left, you've got kind of a dipole setup, or you can do a lot of verticals. Uh, you know, that's what most of your stuff is, all vertical. Uh, any other setups or some things that people have done with this? No, but the neat part about our dipole setup that you're, you're looking at right now is it, we have the flexibility of having as a, a flat top dipole, a V-shaped dipole, or you can do an L-shaped setup. We've got different holes on our dipole plate that you can sit there and configure different different ways. So for a guy who likes to do an NVIS for some reason, he might want to use the L-shaped one and have the active element be horizontal and keep it close to the ground. So it does work pretty well for that too. So a lot of people that are doing, let's say, parks maybe within the state, they'll be using that system like that for NVIS. Cool. Uh, I, I guess I'm not really I've not really used that or seen that or I, I don't have that part of the, the uh, of the system myself. But that does seem like that would be very uh, good for you know uh, versatility uh, in the different types of setup that you'd want versus just going a, a straight vertical. Uh, and the other one we kind of talked about was your your kind of your center fed coil here too. Yeah, we've developed that about eight years ago. We had a lot of people asking whether or not we have a center-fed antenna, so we did develop one. And it's a pretty basic system. It does operate 10 through 40. We don't do it for 80 meters because to be center-fed on 80 meters, it'd have to be quite long. And, of course, then you wouldn't be able to reach the coil. But uh, we do it for 10 through 40. We have had people that, some people that used it with a bigger coil. How well they do, I don't know. But, you know, it's there for them to have their flexibility for that. 
Sure. And uh, any type of uh, uh, warranty, you know, tech support, anything along those lines that you have? Well, Gary does a good job. He always does all the, he gets all the phone calls and stuff. I do all the shipping, so Gary does all the complaints, <laughs> if there is any. Uh, basically, we warranty our stuff that we make ourselves, which is the coils, uh, for one year. And we're kind of flexible with that, too. If somebody has some issues and stuff or they haven't used it for a while and they said something happened, we kind of take care of them that way. The other parts that we do get, we have from a local machine shop up in Wisconsin that we're from that does all of our machine work and stuff. And that stuff we warranty for two months. So. Oh, well, just out of curiosity, I'm, I've got some property up in Wisconsin myself. Where are you guys at in Wisconsin? Well, if you know anything about Wisconsin, we live just about 30 miles west of Appleton. It's a small town called Fremont. Okay. Right on the Wolf River, hence the name. Very good. Yeah, I uh, know exactly where uh, uh, that area is and, you know, actually home of Pierce Fire Trucks up there That's in Appleton. Right. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. So, uh, very cool. Well, you made a long-distance uh, trip all the way down here to Huntsville, and we appreciate you coming down here to the Huntsville Ham Fest. It's always a great ham fest across the board and probably one of the third, you know, largest in the country. So, uh, Everybody here at Huntsville has been really nice, and they've always taken good care of us. Uh, we were two years ago just right after COVID, and uh, we did very well then. Last year, we kind of didn't go, decide to come because the wife and I celebrated a special milestone on our anniversary, so we decided we better stay home with them. Yeah, that's kind of an important one to probably be, be a part of. But, uh, yeah, Huntsville is always the, you know, they always say they're the friendliest ham fest around. So um, I, I think that certainly holds true, and everybody always has a good time here, and uh, it is it, it is always a well-attended ham fest as well. So. Absolutely. Anyway, well, I appreciate you being here today. Anything else you want to add about Wolf River Coils? Nope, I don't think so. Like I said, we're looking forward to some more fun, and maybe next year we might come up with some other ideas that we have to see uh, either over at Hambication or, or Dayton, one or the other. Will we see a Hamcation in uh, Huntsville or, or um, uh, Dayton this next year? Yes, you will. Absolutely. We already got our reservations for, for uh, uh, Hamcation, so that's we're all set there. We're good. Yeah, the Wisconsin River, uh, winter in uh, February. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> that cold weather up there. Well, again, thanks just for joining us today here on the uh, uh, Ham Radio Guy podcast. And I appreciate you being here. And we'll look forward to seeing you in Hamcation and Dayton this next year. All right, Mark, so, thank all right. You, thank you. Have a good day. You too.